Hello and welcome everyone to this Nintendo Life. As our December rolls on, it is time to discuss the final entry in the Skywalker saga as Disney has been marketing the hell out of it. Um, It's time for our Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker spoiler cast. Um, A film that Bally and I both went and saw last night. Very fresh off of it. Usually uh, the last times that we've done these spoiler casts we take a bit of time like you went and saw Last Jedi I think again or you saw Force Awakens. I think we both saw Force Awakens a couple times. There have been more than one viewing in when we get around to doing our spoiler cast whereas this is quite fresh in the mind. It is, yeah. Um, and the last two times we have been to see Star Wars, we've had like this decompress thing where we both go and get a drink afterwards and talk <laughs> about the film. Um, but we were not in the same location. This is the f- first time since they relaunched Star Wars. I that, mean, we uh, have talked to, for quite a while over WhatsApp about. Oh yeah, we spent like at least so. an hour and a half just yeah. fucking going back and forth about. <laughs> and what about this thing? And this yes. other thing? Oh my god! Yeah. What about this thing? Absolutely. <laughs> um, no, the funny. You know, the funny thing is like as we were walking back from the cinema. Um, so my mum came and saw it because my sister was supposed to be here but then she had a work party and she bailed and I was like I, I'm disowning you from the family for going to a work <laughs> party instead of coming to see Star Wars she did turn to the fucking dark side I'll tell you what her liver is the fucking dark side today <laughs> I, I'm sure of it um, but my mum was talking to me on the way back and she was like what, does Bally like Star Wars you know, <laughs> and I was like mum our friendship is like based on Star Wars hello um, so that was funny because uh, that's, a, I was that's like, a weird one from your mum yeah I know I was like what but also she's very clueless about Star Wars has zero like I'm sure she was completely well, well, um, you, well here's the lame the lame mum thing my mum said recently so yeah she saw some she's totally taken in by some Disney promotional thing somewhere and they were after people uh, sending in like your history with Star Wars, like pictures of your history with Star Wars, so, like when you're younger and doing something. And my mom was like, "You should send one of of you and Ammon when you were younger, and uh, you could promote the pro- podcast or something." And I'm just like, <laughs> "What are you talking?" About? <laughs> but yeah, well, thanks, you know, mom. Before... Disney are going to promote the podcast. Look forward to it. Before forward. the film started in view cinemas, they were doing this thing where they were showing pictures of yeah, Star yeah. Wars memories, like if you sent them in or something, I think, in your screening. Going in, I knew they were going to do something like that because this was the final, final one. And I said to Caroline at the time, I was like, I, I do not have time for this. But then when they actually did it, I was like, wow, that really hit me where it feels you know like it actually was really nice well they did they before your screening did they do the like behind the scenes thing yes, where there's the yes. luke and yeah yeah that, that was really good i really yeah. enjoyed that um I, that might have been on youtube before i don't know i i was on board until they start showing shots of the film you're about to see and then i, I, yeah, I know away yes I, as much as i've seen them in trailers i just don't want to know it right now sort of yeah 100 percent. it's like i'm about to watch this movie don't show me any more of it um speaking of which we're about to spoil the shit out of this movie so if you've not seen star wars the rise of skywalker episode 9 the grand finale to the 42 year saga of the star wars then please go watch it and come back um or either that or you don't care about spoilers and you just want to listen to us talk which is fine as well i will have you um quite gladly uh so yes um i mean here's the thing right post last jedi i think we're in a weird place and like going into this film we're in a weird place how how are you feeling going into rise of skywalker what were your did you have expectations what were you kind of 
yeah. looking so well, i was a, i was quite a big fan of last jedi and so going in i knew that like disney thought last jedi was like a weak film for them and that they they needed to return to something that would be a bit more fan fan pleasing so i thought that n- with that knowledge this was it was going to be very difficult for this film to hit the absolute upper echelons because for for me you either you go the trilogy would have had to been all sort of in line with the force awakens or from the last jedi onwards they would have had to go on with what they were going for with last jedi and this film is quite clearly not that and so in that sense it doesn't reach the the highest heights that i was maybe hoping for but for the position they were in and my expectations and what i thought they would go for uh, it's a really great film and like i did have a really good time um we can talk about the issues and the pits i liked but overall I think it 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 just about worked, and um, I had a great time. It's it's a bit of a crazy film, honestly, and it's a lot to pack in in a very short space of time. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot. It it is. I said this, and I think Tim Gettys like said this on Twitter, and I pretty much agree. Which is this film is like a fucking mess, but I loved it. You know, like it. it there is so much wrong with it but i don't really care almost you know that that there is that degree with star wars where there's all these people on twitter very angry about it blah 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 and like to some degree with me star wars is one of those things that i i'm not critical of because it's it's a nostalgia thing it's a childhood thing it's a thing i surrender myself to and i think this film is amazing if you just surrender yourself to it like suspend all disbelief Um, you know, and I mean, obviously, suspend disbelief. It's a fucking fantasy world with laser swords and magic where you can use telekinesis. But, I mean, you say um, you say that, but like that, this feels like Star Wars at its most fantasy it's ever been. Honestly, totally, like, yes. It feels so far from more of the sci-fi elements and right. far more in favor of the crazy force powers. The the yeah the the lore the history the the future like it, the, the 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 emphasis on family like this film emphasizes those themes so much more than a lot of other star wars especially like the original trilogy yeah um and yeah so basically i went into the film with no expectations i was telling myself like for me last jedi is one of those films where i think the ideas and the themes of the last jedi are amazing they are so expertly woven in it is it is definitely the strong suit of that film as a film it's really badly paced and has so many terrible moments in it and it's just not that enjoyable to watch like for me last jedi is like reading a book in my english degree that i can really appreciate but i didn't really enjoy reading it you know it it definitely strikes that vibe for me yeah and i agree the themes are great and the plot is weak and and that feels quite jarring sure it's the the difference between like something literary and something entertaining and i think because star wars has always been quite vapid and entertaining like it's it's emotional and i think i I think it you know it definitely tugs on people because it a lot of star wars is music like so much of the reason you love star wars is music and that's why moments like ray taking the lightsaber and force awakens sticks with me is because it it just reaches that yeah that's a lot of feeling a lot of theme yes absolutely like it's not the reason she's taking this lightsaber it's the emotive feeling you get when she does it yeah for sure um and and that's like the magic of star wars right which is irreplaceable really it's very hard to to get around that um but they've never been they've never been that deep um but last jedi i think was the first film to actually 
attempt that sort attempt of to be a bit deeper absolutely yeah exactly um and I, I think i think watching this i do actually appreciate last jedi more having uh, 100%, seen this film. i agree as well yeah. um but i also think that this entire trilogy would have been so much better yeah. had they had this clear vision from the beginning to the end right had when jj wrote force awakens he knew what was going to happen in film two and he knew what was going to happen in film three and how do we get there and what do we do to get there yeah, yeah. And ultimately, Disney fucked it up by saying, well, we're just going to give this script to some other guy and he's just going to say whatever he wants and it could tie and it could not. See, they could they could have done that as long as they put like a bit of a straight jacket on them in a way where saying you can't kill this character. This character has to fulfill X and some vague structure if you know what i mean or like, at least just having any idea where it was going yeah, like having yeah. an arc in mind like shit on george lucas all you want that man had a vision like he had an arc he knew yeah. where it was starting he knew where it was exactly. going like, uh, and, and, and the prequels as a trilogy are so coherent in the story the rise of the empire the rise of palpatine the rise of vanakin becoming vader like it's very coherent in the way it does that sure Even if you disagree it does it in a bit of a ham-fisted way in part uh, yeah you know um but for me that's that's the important thing and that's why i come away from this trilogy really glad that we got more star wars and very very happy that the new characters and like so much of this saga was was really well done but ultimately they feel like three completely different movies that don't go together at all you know they feel like three standalone movies that that feel self-contained more than an arc of a trilogy um and so like that's a bit of a disappointment but you know what i enjoyed myself that's my biggest issue with the film i'm just going to jump straight in and we were talking about on whatsapp and i think you're in agreement with this idea but the theme of the last jedi one of the biggest themes from it was you can be a really powerful force user in the galaxy uh, good or evil for that matter even if you're not a you can be anyone you don't have to be a skywalker so i think the theme from that film felt like you could be anyone you didn't have to be a skywalker through ray and then that theme changed from you can't be anyone but you don't have to be a skywalker as if that makes sense so it went from ray is nobody she could be anyone to she's not a skywalker um but the reason that she gets her power is the fact that she's a palpatine and also, I do like, res- I don't know, that sounds very weird. Every t- When, like, Mark Hamill was like, you're you afraid because you're a Palpatine? I was like, being a Palpatine just sounds <laughs> weird to me. I don't know. It just it threw me off a little when I was hearing that. Um, but, yeah. I mean, we can talk about that. Like, I don't... I really... We were theory crafting, like, okay, so theoretically, Palpatine, he's, like, getting on in episode one. He's, like, at least 50. Like, probably did you know hook up with some women probably had like a bunch of children because he's a flagrant asshole um you know i imagine that these people were unknown to him because he probably didn't marry someone he probably just slept with somebody and then they had a child and then they went off and did their own thing got married to some other person and then ray and then palpatine discovers that his kids actually were harboring this girl and then he was like let's murder you etc so like theoretically sure 
there's a jump there. Also, I don't think it makes any sense that Palpatine was hooking up with people because he's a Dark Lord of the Sith I, and like I, shit like that is beneath him. He had him. a dual life on Naboo between his Grand Master plan and probably just living the life of a Naboo senator. Like, I'm, I don't... I don't feel strongly about that. Does he, though? Because, like, so much of his time before that is Plagueis, right? Plagueis is his master, and he is training as a Sith Lord, right? I don't know that he has... I, I, I just don't understand it. For me, it would have well, been... Well, training as a Sith, Sith Lord a full-time or part-time job. <laughs> that's what, that's what yeah, we Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. But also, like, you could you could theory craft around it being like, well, the Jedi are against connection and against, like... Oh, yeah, that's a definitely a big theme of Anakin and Palpatine in the prequels is, like, but Sith are allowed to love, you're allowed to feel emotion, and the Jedi are very anti-emotion. Right, embracing, like, like exactly. the, the extremes of emotion, almost. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. Which is why, like, there's a, a stoicism to the Jedi, because they don't feel yes. emotion necessarily they're yeah. like witches Spally. they just you know they just right. suck right. the emotion right out of them right. um so so what the second you undermine the idea that you can have this incredible awakening of power and not be a biological skywalker uh it's a very it's a very powerful sentiment and plays on what they're going for with the last jedi to go from that to oh yeah, you don't have to be a skywalker but you'd still have to have a powerful lineage yeah. really does subtract a lot of the impact of what the theme of last jedi was going for oh, yeah um, and it kind of it does feel like it's playing to the the fan the very fucking asshole fan base who are like we'll raise a mary sue how can she do all the people force? people just could not stand how powerful she was with yeah. their explanation oh absolutely and, uh, as much as i wanted answers to that question i didn't mind which way they went with it as long as in my view eight and nine those two films agreed on the direction and it's just so clear that those two films don't agree on ray and where she gets her power from and that's yeah totally. a real shame because it, yeah. she proved to be really powerful and really important yeah um, and, it, and it shows that really people who complain about that are just fucking straight up misogynists because baby yoda comes along and it's like oh baby yoda can just fucking force stop a giant rhino and it's well, like exactly and there are very powerful jedi in canon like yoda yeah. like mace windu who sure. aren't lineage of skywalkers or any thing that yeah. um but, you know, but appara- so. apparently it's fine when a baby yoda does it because it's just a cute little baby you know there's no we don't need to explain that at all <laughs> no it, that's things never been trained but apparently it can use the force and force choke things but apparently ray can't have those powers anyway it very fucking annoys me um so so yeah for me that is definitely one of the points where i was like okay last jedi is trying to say this thing kill the past you know lineage doesn't matter um let's build a new foundation let's not worry about the old things let old things die right kylo ren's entire speech um and the idea that her parents were nobody they weren't nobody like they they and he tries to say it again like your parents were nobody but they were they fucking one of them was the child of palpatine so that's instinctively not nobody inherently you are now from a lineage you are somebody um and obviously it's interesting because you now have grandson of vader and granddaughter of palpatine right like so this this series is yeah. following the that line as opposed I, to i was the line envisaging of, um the little naboo um uh, pod that floats up to the middle in the in the in the chamber on Coruscant um, at, the, at the at the Republic Senate, and it's it's Amidala standing next to Palpatine. I'm like, well, they're grandchildren. They're gonna, yeah. <laughs> gonna do like it's like the same two characters. Oh yeah, yeah. As well no, as obviously right. Vader standing next to the Emperor, still the same two characters. But like, it's just it's I quite mean, jarring. And yeah, it, it's man, that exact like, thing. And I love the theme of. 
uh, Rey being an adoptive Skywalker. I think that idea works great, but it would have been an even more powerful uh, being an adoptive Skywalker had she not had the lineage of someone else. Like you could have sure, still gone totally. for that and she could have still finished the film saying, I'm Rey Skywalker. And I like the way that the name Skywalker is becoming force led. It's like becoming a legend, like right, by yeah. being powerful with the force and doing good stuff potentially in the future you could still be like this is for skywalker this is for the the good light side whatever you want to call it. yes that stuff works okay but ultimately for me i think the reason that the ray is a palpatine sticks out so hard is because of the meta narrative surrounding last jedi and surrounding disney's treatment of the franchise and it is literally kowtowing to fans it is 100 percent being like fans wanted to know who ray was you killed snoke you got rid of all the mystery that jj had set up and there has to be a thing there has to be an answer there has to be a reason for ray and so disney were like oh i don't know make her a palpatine that seems fun doesn't it sure like i Um, i I would have liked a re like my whole theory that i've said to you a million times was like when it's like the force awakens has been an awakening like i i was happy for it to be some sort of raise the next chosen one that sort of thing and like the idea of being a chosen one uh can make you in effect a skywalker by it, not by its lineage but by its acts and its name yeah and that had I there mean, been there's been an awakening it's ray and who are her parents it doesn't matter there's been an awakening in the force like that's you know that's the importance of right this the, the, that's how the balance happens is there right, will always be right. someone who rises and, and people are yeah. saying the balance was balanced after six and you can't re. it's like you've got to rebalance it, the, there's always going to be an imbalance after the balance of the force and sure. six and like yes i think this idea my idea that there was going to just be this constant repeating prophecy of just like a chosen one again and again it's like could the legend of zelda isn't it exactly you know, they're always reborn in <laughs> to episode seven there's been an awakening it's ray and she's the chosen one and she does blah and whatever but um yeah well the, here's the thing right it, had they done a good job of foreshadowing and building to the moment that ray is revealed to be a palpatine it could have been one of the strongest moments in star wars but because it was so bungled be- because there was no coherency throughout these three films it comes to the reveal and i'm like okay you know like i'm not it's not knocking me off my feet like in force awakens when i was like your father han solo and it's like shit kylo ren is han solo yeah, and yeah. it makes sense like it's logical it it is like this inversion of what's happened before like it's brilliant it's so, it's such a smart move and it, they could have done the same right if the groundwork had been laid if all of the films were building to that moment of that reveal it would have been amazing but for me it just lands hollow because disney so clearly are backtracking on what ryan johnson did and they're trying to erase what he tried to say um and there are some things that he said that i thought were good uh, yeah. and they kind I of i don't think they've erased, erased all them. of it but there are some big themes that you went for that they are trying to erase and backtrack on and that is very frustrating um, it is yeah 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 it's ultimately that that and for me my biggest problems with this film are the meta narrative aspects right i was talking to you about carrie fisher obviously passed away very sad and she wasn't able to be in this film properly Mm -hmm. because she's not there right so they have to take this footage jj abrams talked in interviews about how like they didn't want to do digital recreations all that stuff and so they they had all this footage from force awakens they hadn't used some lines she had said and things like that and placing her in this film by using those every time she's on screen i'm like 
well, they have a limited amount of dialogue, so I wonder how they're going to make this work, right? And it instantly takes me out, because she's actually in it a lot more than I expected her to be in terms of having having conversations with people. I, I have to agree to disagree on this one, because for me, it was it was fine. Like, it wasn't jarring, and she did a job. She, she did a good job. Like, it felt fine. Like, it wasn't jarring. Well, the and... thi- but it's not... It doesn't make sense, because she's not acting to the lines that are being read to her, right? She's acting to a thing that wasn't shown to us as a thing that should have been in Force Awakens. And so, uh, so many of her... Li- and I'd be interested what you think when you rewatch this, because so mm. many of her lines are vague and... In, up to interpretation to some degree and not really saying anything they're kind of just like responses and the other character is doing all the talking and all of her responses are so brief because they can't they had to write to it they had to write around it and that's why it feels weak to me it's why it doesn't I, make I, a lot I see of what sense you're saying but what would you have done in jj's position well i ideally they would have just killed her in the last Jedi. But that's not the question. I know that's not the question. I know that's not the question. But they should have just done that. It would have been a beautiful send-off moment. So like, knowing Last Jedi is what it is, and you are in JJ's position, and you have that 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 yeah. raw footage or whatever you want to call it, yes. ready to go. What do you do? You kill her off screen. You have one moment of force um, projection with Ray, where she gives her the hug, and that's what I thought they were going to do. Yeah, um, I thought fair, that she yeah. would have already died, so she and... wouldn't have had that moment where she reaches out to Ben. Yes, so. and that's the that's the problem, I guess. Is like that is a, such a crucial it's moment a, in turning. A great moment. Him. I think it worked really well, actually. Yes, it I is. I really loved that moment. Um, um, it is. It is kind of her force project across the universe moment, like Luke did the mirroring there of of, of yeah. him in Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, and you know, we were going back and forth, like, boy, there's paralleling all the fucking place over oh this goodness. movie. Uh, yeah. It's everywhere. So much. Uh, so so that was one of those moments, I think, and it it hits remarkably hard. I think it it does a great job. And I don't know. You can argue whether Kylo Ren is redeemable or not. Like he is kind of by the end of the last Jedi. I think they no, and this is where I think Adam Driver was just such a fantastic actor, and where yes. I totally believed it was. Kylo Ren and Ben Solo are two different people and I'm seeing Ben Solo running around doing all this good guy stuff and I don't have any grievances about him like I don't think he's a bad guy at all I don't believe he's the person that killed Han Solo I don't believe he's I think had he not died he could have joined the resistance and fought on and you know that would have been a thing and obviously they weren't going to do that but like he sold that character of Ben Solo the second that he's healed again the second he's had that conversation with Han Solo and he's going off to help Ray like I'm I was so on board with it um, yeah. so the whole idea of like him being a fated character which I thought was going to be a huge issue before the film ended up being like an area where I just think Adam Driver sold it he is he's is amazing in that role and I do think that I think you were talking to me and saying he probably has the best arc in the entire series. Definitely. And I think that is yeah. that is true. He definitely has he has the strongest one. He has the one which is most set up from the beginning to lead to this endpoint, where, you know, he is he is in such conflict in Force Awakens, like constant conflict. And then he it seems like he has this resolve where he is able to you know go through with killing his father and then going into last jedi he's like okay i need to get rid of snoke like and i need to get ray over to my side and there's this constant back and forth between them their relationship is again one of the strongest ones throughout the entire series um and then this movie definitely got to that point where you realize okay i guess i and i don't know because it doesn't necessarily come out of nowhere, but I think there was maybe there could have maybe been a bit more of a build in this movie to the moment of 
him turning because his mother calls out to him right i don't think that the groundwork was necessarily laid for that turn to happen because he was going very much down this singular path until that moment um and i i don't think they necessarily seeded enough doubt in him in this movie uh, because he feels a bit more resolved um yeah i i I think i would disagree in that i think they did build it and that is one of the things that has built through the films where seven he kills his father like it's a huge big deal eight he he wants to kill his mother but can't and it's his his co-pilots that shoot the ship she's in you know and then this film he's like he's 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 been sabered through the middle and you're just thinking oh my god like what's happened and then ray's like it's like she can't quite do it and then heals him and then leaves him and it's then that he has that moment where and he repeats the exact same line he says in seven when he's he does yes that, and I, I loved that like I, I, so did i i really like that and there's stuff. some people like how can han solo be there he's not a force guy so like this was it's like Lu- this was uh luke uh ben speaking to himself like this yeah was it's, totally it's internal in monologue head. you know yeah. like it's 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 cinematography just being used to exactly. show his internal and, and in, a, in, a, in a world with a lot of force ghosts i can appreciate that's a bit of a it's a bit yeah, jarring no. in a sense, but I, sure. I loved it. So, I, and I was just saying to you over WhatsApp, we so you thought this was going to be Luke, and I thought it was going to be Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> and honestly, I think it could have been any of those three characters, and they could have done something similar. But for for this moment, and it does link the best to Episode Seven. Um, it, it it was fantastic, and good on Disney for paying Harrison Ford to come back for Episode <laughs> Nine. Because I'm sure, I'm sure he he's always had this kind of spiky relationship with like Star yeah. Wars and constantly yeah. being a part of it. And to my knowledge, the whole reason he was put in Carbonite was because they hadn't like agreed Harrison Ford's contract right, and it wasn't yes, guaranteed yeah. he was going to be in Six. And then sure. it was the option where he could have been killed off in a Carbonite accident or some something. So yeah, yeah, good to that see. makes sense. Um, yeah, that, that, I think that entire sequence is really good. Just the fight. It's probably the best fight in the film is them flipping around on the the water on the yeah. kind of crash it, Death Star. And we were saying this, like, I loved it a lot, but, and this is now the prequel prequel fanboy in me speaking, uh-huh. but that Jewel of Fates episode one and the, the other Jewel of Fates in episode three, they just the speed of the lightsabers, there's something about it that's like better. And maybe they probably go over the top in episode three, don't get me wrong, with oh, they swinging do, yes. over lava and that. Oh, doesn't yeah, need, yeah, yeah. It doesn't need to be that, but... No, Duel I, of the Fates in episode one is like the perfect lightsaber duel. There is nothing better in the entire series in terms of the pace of it, the emotion yeah, of it, like yeah. the way that it crescendos, like the build and the, the breaks between it. Like it is, for me, narrative through a, through a yeah. fight and, it, it's, and it's excellently done. That, so in episode seven, when they're fighting, I'm like, yeah, fair enough. She's just learning like her power. He's very injured. Yes. And I thought- Episode seven is definitely gonna... much more of a narrative fight as well. Like leaning much more on that aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, like I thought- by episode nine they would speed it up a bit and they did a little bit probably but it, at the same time it just it's almost like the lightsabers are now much heavier than they were like it's it's yeah. a lot more slow and deliberate and and I, I know that'll work for some people but for me i need a bit more fast and like you know these well, characters are to, strong and like they should be able to even if it is heavy go for it a bit quicker you know I, kinda... I, well for me right 
I think it actually makes sense because you think about the era of the prequels and it's like Jedi in their prime. They are... <laughs> this is the like, George Lucas quote I was telling you. Yes. Telling you that. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I buy that as well. They're ninjas, totally. right? Like they're fucking samurai. They're swordsmen. They are articulate and they are precise and they have been well-trained they in trained the blade. this every day since they were like five, exactly. Totally. Yeah, and like no one's really taught Ray, I guess, like it's implied in this film that she spent time with Leia as her master. She runs quote, around quote. the jungle very fast with a little sure. droid thing. That'll I do like that moment where she just fucking spears it with the stick and then like grabs her lightsaber out of the air as well. It's, it's yeah, good. Yeah. Um, so, so Ray has not necessarily been trained as a blade master, if you want to call it that. Um, and Kylo Ren is also he's very you know angry and just like very his lightsaber shows that kind of cracking nature to him um he's a little less refined you know and i think Mm. last jedi you also kind of see luke be a bit more refined as as in terms of his the way that he deals with kylo ren yeah Um, absolutely yeah so so i think it works i think it's not but that's not the focus right and i think the prequels had such a focus on making lightsaber duels a big climax. Yeah. But that's yeah. not really what this trilogy has but, gone yeah, for. Like, Lucas was absolutely dying to show the Jedi in their prime, but he hadn't had a chance to do with the original trilogy, obviously. And this was like his big moment to say, like, these were incredible lightsaber battles at the Jedi at their peak before their fall sort of thing. And Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, Kylo Ren... I mean, the... Uh, the thing that is interesting is so much of this film is predicated on Ray and Kylo and their connection and how did you feel about them at the end about and the kiss. kissing at the end because to me I I was kind of sitting there being like don't do it I like I kind really? of just didn't really? yeah hmm. I kind of didn't think it was earned like it, in a sense it was right they do yeah. They do build that. There is definitely a chemistry between them, and you do feel that in the Last Jedi. I, but I didn't. I didn't really think it was the right thing to do. I don't know. I liked it a lot, and there's a number of reasons I liked it a lot. First of all, I think it built well on what where they'd come from episode seven, eight, and nine, and it's a huge focus in the Last Jedi, obviously, in their relationship. And um, I, you do there is tension there the whole time there's a lot of tension between a lot of characters in in this trilogy and that's to this that is a credit to the strength of a lot of the acting in this trilogy which has been really great and and one of those hey man when's uh when finn and poe gonna get it on that's what exactly i mean about. for a while i thought they were gonna have a kiss at the end oh like, yeah no for sure totally it was gonna happen but on kylo and ray uh i think it worked also for the reason uh, and now this is the nerd of me speaking where it's uh-huh. like this is the last jedi out with the old in with the new like this is now the era of jedi can love and like this is this is one okay. way in which yeah. um the the old order failed was they were trying to resist love too much trying to resist the feeling of hurt when a loved one is lost that's the that's the way that anakin yeah. becomes vader and sure. like this is you need the jet the new era of jedi however disney want to do that i believe need to be an era of jedi that can feel love can feel pain and can deal with it and there is this idea of more gray area between the light and the dark and i think maybe i'm reading way too much into that but i think that that's one area that i'd like to see carried on i think you might have convinced me i do like that that notion right because also the end of this film is her being like my found family is my family right and so for ray 
the idea of love and the idea of family and just having relationships with people because she is someone who starts this trilogy as isolated as you can be right on her own on this desert planet of nothingness and so she finds friends and family around her and that is her strength and that is the thing that at the end her strength is everyone who she has been around and that is why she succeeds ultimately which is the inversion of what the jedi preach which is like don't have connection don't have relationships so actually as kind of cheesy as it almost is i i do i like that sentiment i think that works um yeah yeah and, and again it's very fan pleasy and that's a lot of what this film is going for so i think it was very likely to happen sure um it leans into that stuff you yeah know. yeah chewie gets his fucking medal the meme chewie uh, gets his medal i was just like <laughs> Right, fan service, we're doing it. It's happening. (laughs) But like, okay, we needed to talk about this because this is like our favorite thing and we're like both hoping this would be the case. Ray at the end hears the voices of all these Jedi from the past. Yes. So many goddamn prequel references, it's unreal. We've got Mace Windu in there, we've got fucking Liam Neeson coming back as Mm Qui-Gon, got um, Ewan McGregor. Uh, There's also like... Hayden Christensen, there's a bunch of like Clone Wars and Rebels people and obviously like people like Ali Galea and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love that moment. It's like my favorite thing. But I wish they went further. I wish they went one step further and had like all of these people as like force ghosts standing behind her. Could have been very Harry Potter, you know, like definitely has that definitely. vibe of, of like all the people coming out the wand and Goblet of Fire or whatever. But I fucking don't care. It's, I want yeah, all exactly. the Force Ghosts. You know, I just, I really want that moment. If, if, uh, the, if the message is, this is all the Jedi of Jedi's past uniting yes. to fight this final. Oh, and one then they could have like mirrored thing. it with Palpatine and had like Maul there and had like Dooku and like all these Sith like standing behind Sidious. I, oh. <laughs> okay, maybe that's going I, I, a bit too yeah, far. Yeah, I don't agree but... with you on that last bit. <laughs> but only, only in the sense that like the Sith, it's much more about twos and You're singulars right. yes. and yes. it's not about it's not a team game for the sith you know sure like, and then it becomes so, like less of a team game because palpatine's like well i'm just gonna fucking take you guys and i'm gonna yeah, be the exactly, one exactly. So. so so yeah i agree it's just about how on the nose do they want to be about a coming together to fight an evil and to my mind like loads of other areas of this film were so overt in the fan service and being obvious and there was constant just people walking by explaining what the hell's going on and like it was a very obvious easy to understand this is what's going on kind of film and maybe just well i don't know in some senses it felt like it wasn't because it was so exposition heavy and had to explain why things were happening absolutely um but yeah i agree entirely we need some more force ghosts and i was very surprised that we didn't at least see like a ben solo force ghost not necessarily at the end when you see leia and luke but in some other capacity almost like it could have been like a one-on-one with ray at the end just like sure i'll be always be with you sort of thing i'm here for you kind of supportive thing um yeah yeah so that was surprising and yeah no ewan mcgregor no hayden christensen force ghosts um i would have absolutely loved that and but oh well you can't have it all and look um, disney I- feel like they've angered too many people at this point if they were to literally put hayden christensen in another movie i think that they would have been very afraid to do so yeah but it's know? that weird like i think this film's gonna anger so many people anyway that why not just go for it like yeah that, i know you know what i mean like who are they trying to please are, are too they, many people i'm worried disney gonna go down a path of trying to please people who just aren't coming back or right, who yeah. are actually there the whole way and they're, they're just there to watch every Star Wars film for the rest of time and cri- to criticize it. And if they want to do that, that's up to them. But like, I don't think Disney should be scripting, writing, doing Star Wars in a way to please that crowd. Sure, um, I get that. 
Anyway, um, can I talk about another thing I loved about this Yeah, film? go for it. I loved Poe Dameron. Oh, so yes. So much. For me, him and Kylo Ren made this film what it is. Don't get me wrong. Ray and Finn were fantastic. I think they're yeah. also very strong actors. But for me, Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver drove the film on, you might say. And uh-huh. <laughs> Poe Dameron, Oscar Isaac, like... He had a really weird role in The Last Jedi. And this film, it was just much more clear. And he became the leader when Leia died. And he had a whole lot of screen time, a whole lot of lines, a lot of comedy, a lot of flirting, a lot of everything, honestly. And it worked so, so well. Um, And I think he... His character more so than Finn, where Finn... Finn's, like, arc... And what he's doing in each film feels very, to me, like very mixed, very, he's a, he's a bit of a jack of all trades kind of yeah, doing a bit of this, a yeah. bit of that. But, whereas Poe is like quite clearly a pilot. He's a very good pilot and he becomes a very good leader in theory. And like this is, that's his arc. It's a lot more clear. It's a lot more, I mean, they're both, they've both got aspects of Solo, but for me, Poe Dameron's more of that Han Solo type. And I think he just really But he's different though, film. right? Like he he's not the Don't same wrong, at all. Yeah. Like he has that same kind of swagger and vibe, but it is a different thing and it exudes a different energy. And I really, really like it. When I say the Solo comparison, I think in this film was a lot about like he used to be a, what was it? A spice runner. And like he was oh, going right. to get back involved yes. with something like that after this was all done or something yeah, he said. Yeah. And, and that's very Solo-ish, um, but otherwise no i agree like he is very different in loads of ways yeah i don't finn is interesting to me because i love him in force awakens i think his mm. relationship with ray is so strong in that film and those two are what carry that film for me the most is just they are they're excellent on screen together was was he gonna say that he loved ray when they were about to die i do the- yeah yeah I've, that's that's a running joke that they kept going back to with him and <laughs> Poe as well which i, I really it. like I it, it was fun yeah man like just the the character dynamics between the three of them, like this clear, not antagonism, but like there's definitely a... Just uh, jibing at each other with a good friend yes. kind of feeling. Yeah, because yeah. like Ray and Poe are clearly like very, they're very strong personalities and they kind of clash at points. And Finn is like friends with both of them. Finn's like kind of stuck in the middle. And so I really love them all together and the way that that... And they're together a lot work. of the film, more far more so than seven or eight by a mile. Yes, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think that there's maybe less Ray and Finn together. Yeah, um, that's and true. there is there is definitely a lot of splitting, especially by the end, because they're all in three different places doing three different things, um, which is maybe a little bit of a bummer. That was always going to happen. It was always like, going to happen. Though, it was and obviously, you have to get Kylo Ren in there, and, and his arc is much more closely tied to Ray. So that's gonna you're going to have to have those two together. Um, but yeah, the, definitely the kind of the middle arc of the film when they were on the um, the desert planet with the festival, and then when they go to uh, where the Death Star is crashed, that stuff I thought was was really good between the three of them, um, and and yeah, that that was for me. It's always been for me the strongest part of this trilogy is those new characters, and I come out of yeah. this film being like, they did a really good job with them, um, yeah. and they I think they paid off most of it definitely and they're all still alive other than Kylo Ren sure yes <laughs> um and yeah and I think he definitely had the strongest arc of all of the characters yeah um it was it was very very interesting to follow that um and I do like you were talking to me about how the rise of Skywalker kind of works for both Rey and for yeah. Kylo so I um, sort of thought before the film they're going to make this apply to both of them somehow and I have no idea how um but they totally did it because obviously Kylo has his turn, he has a rise, and then Rey identifies as Skywalker by the end, and obviously she's had a rise, and it's like Rise of Skywalker, both of them very good, neat, 
neat sealed sign the deal done <laughs> yeah Sorted. pretty much pretty much Quite work um, yeah it did and it's maybe it's misleading in some way but i don't know i think it's redefining yeah. what skywalker means i think that's what elements of last jedi were trying to do and now this film has kind of done that to a degree as well and i don't know if i agree with you it's redefining what skywalker means i think it's just for me it's just ray finally admitting to herself that her lineage doesn't matter it's more about her found family right and yeah and, and it's, it's kind of a contrast with what the film is saying because the film is saying she's super powerful because of this lineage but she also has to wrestle with the fact that just because she comes from a past of uh or a you know a family that is steeped in the dark side it doesn't mean that she has to be adherent to that bloodline right she can yeah. be her own person and be a skywalker in so much as she her values align with with those of of that family as opposed to her own but say you are a future person in a future disney thing after episode nine and you you you're needing to find a family and your values match those of the skywalkers and you do something good and you're a force user i'm saying that i'm sure they're going to use that word like being a skywalker doing something in the vision of skywalker like i don't Uh, i don't know because the only reason ray does that is because she is strongly connected to the twins right she she was trained by both of them to some degree they were parental figures you know and obviously han solo was as well in force awakens but yeah um, no absolutely. you know what i mean like the, they can the, go either the, way we're kind of like two sides of the same coin in well, way. Like they, yeah. they can kind of do what either and i mean like, i think i obviously at this point the skywalker name itself is is a legend right and, yes, and if you think about the yes. future of the franchise like the name skywalker you bring it up within any part of star wars it will be a hallowed name right so but, it like, is... but like someone in the new star wars can say i want to be a skywalker and someone can't say you can't be a skywalker you don't have the bloodline of skywalker and then they can be like well ray ray became a skywalker mm. so that, yeah that kind okay of, I, they can play on something like that. Right. i'm not saying they will sure i'm just saying i don't think the skywalker name is dead and i think okay. it's it's something that is gonna they're gonna play on that legend uh as much as it sells beyond anything yeah. plot related anyway <laughs> right. well i see where you're coming from yeah that makes sure. a bit more sense sure. um cool uh so many things to talk about uh, the, too many. the, we do moment... the flashback scene with luke and leia oh yeah that was, was cool very shocking and yeah how like... do you feel about like leia having trained as a jedi and obviously they did, obviously she used the force in the last film in a way that was very controversial and i still think he's the single worst scene <laughs> in the entire of star wars um just like straight out of the fucking superhero film it's like, and made zero sense did they do it all just so that there was a second lightsaber and or is there something more to it and i am undecided on that um, yeah and yeah and it's a bit i hope it wasn't just about getting a lightsaber um, yeah but the idea that because because like ultimately they could have made that a much easier decision if like there's a one year time gap supposedly ray has the time to go and build her own lightsaber during that time gap. that's what luke does between empire and jedi right he builds his own so feasibly she could do the same and we see she's built one at the end of the goddamn film so like why doesn't she build one in between it would have been cool and distinct for her to have this yellow lightsaber throughout the film right i mean they didn't have much time in between perhaps not really like i feel like she is training so like if you understand the fact that she is being trained by Leia, part of that training would probably be building a lightsaber to some degree, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And Luke doesn't have anyone to tell him how to... I guess Obi-Wan probably told Luke how to build a lightsaber, but 
it's not something that you know how to do because theoretically back in the day what they did on Ilum was take all the pu- little babies to the fucking ice planet and told them how to do it whatever uh so you need guidance you know is what i'm saying yeah so. yeah no it's interesting i think the, the building of lightsabers and stuff is something that they've played a lot within the canon and like they're really- i think they kind of just it's it's one of those things they don't really feel like explaining it's interesting because yeah like fallen order does a good job of of talking about that stuff about actually the the task of making a lightsaber right yeah and i think rebels does it as well like kanan and um i forgot his name already but they, ezra they, ezra go on like a journey to get his kyber crystal to get his lightsaber and it's a big deal um, and there are like multiple planets with kyber crystals there's also a book that was by jude watson who we read a lot of those books yeah. back in the day uh, of the prequel stuff set between episode one and two where it's obi-wan training anakin and there's a sequence in that book where anakin goes and builds his own lightsaber um so so there it has cool. been explored before in past medium and, and things like that so yeah i don't know i don't want to get too hung up on it i but i, I do think from it was very clear that the symbolism was more important than anything else it's like the two blue lightsabers kylo coming to the light like it was it was this unifying thing it was luke and leia's lightsaber it's the paralleling it's it's all of that symbolic stuff that ultimately when you're talking about a film is more important than the nitty-gritty of the details yeah you know let, let me i've got i've not got it clear in my mind so that they flash back to luke and leia just training on some planet like yes running around training doing with helmets doing. on you know yeah, yeah with helmets like ray's doing earlier in the film and um leia decides she's had a vision of the future about her son um becoming going to the dark side and she yeah. decides i can't be a part of this anymore is that, that was a I that, don't, that was a weird justification to me I, I like that was the weird like this is the reason why she put her lightsaber down in here and now you must have it type deal. i don't really i don't know I, I i need to watch the film again to see what they say yeah me too and i did she close herself off from, from the force at that point and then it reopened no i don't it. think she closed herself off necessarily yeah I, it's not it's not massively clear after one viewing but it's not made clear at all and i think it is a little bit like i don't know let's just put some words in here word salads to explain why leia didn't have the lightsaber and ray had to go get it and i thought the the cg on young luke was much better than young leia um, I thought they were both good, honestly. I thought yeah. they both worked, and it made sense. Really um, bold it. choice. Uh, it was a bold choice. I like that they showed it. I like, like, I, 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 like I would that. like more stuff like that in the film. It is, um, like, it, is, it is awesome that it is canon that Luke and Leia trained with lightsabers as Jedi after Return of the Jedi. Like, that is cool. Like, I, that is, because... Yes, yeah. Uh, to me, actually, the thing for me that stood out most about that scene, and, like, the idea that Leia is is a Jedi as well... It feels so expanded universe. It feels so like 1980s yeah, post those yeah. films and then like people are just writing books. So it just has that vibe to it so much. No, totally. And like me. I, a lot of the stuff that Disney are using now is a lot of the, is now what's called Legends, which was formerly EU stuff. Yes, like it's yeah. a lot of it they're bringing back, especially just to build out those bits in between. Totally. Yeah. So um, they are like doing their own canon, but they are definitely leaning on some things that were in the the book material um, mm. previously and, and twisting it somewhat and making it a little bit different um so, so that works pretty well 
I would say the moment for me where I was like, oh, I'm in, uh, was when Ray accidentally fucking uses Force Lightning and destroys that <laughs> ship, which you think has Chewie on it. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, that was definitely the moment where I'm like, okay, they're going to maybe do some interesting discussion of of the light side and the dark side and, yeah, and Ray's relationship with it. It's tricky because... Does the lightning come out because she's drawn to the dark side, or does the lightning come out because she has lineage to the emperor? So the, yes, exactly. That's the problem. And, and with on top it, of this, like, we bear in mind, like, lots of Sith can use force lightning, like by canon. Obviously, Count Dooku can, um, and like, it it does. It's that double play again of like lineage versus non-lineage. It's like sure. they're constantly just kind of back and forth over both sides. But I agree, it's a really cool moment in the film. Um, yeah, that's that stuck out to me. I, I, I think that a lot of the sequences, in terms of the chase scenes or like the space scenes, I feel like I wasn't paying a, a lot of attention to them. They kind of just flew over me a little bit because I was very focused on yeah, the, the often a plot. The, 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 the fact they blew up the scale so so crazy large almost made it less interesting in some ways. Where yeah, it I did. was already not the we both of us are not the the it's not the reason we're here for star wars is the space battles as such it's yeah. a lot more to do with the force and the lore and like um yeah this film wasn't doing it for me in that sense um, no because i think it felt not to say comedic but like it was a little bit over the top right it was like ah the emperor and now some reason he has like nine billion ships they all have planet killing lasers on them yeah like there's there's a farcical nature to it you know he could have just had like judging by the size of the of um the first order from what we know of it from current canon like they aren't that big they have been very powerful and they have wiped out the new republic but they don't have like this entire dominance over the entire galaxy in the same way the empire yeah. did so my impression was always like, say you were Palpatine and you did want to overtake the First Order and, and rebuild the Empire, or as you call it, like the, for the Final Order. That um, I wanted to bring up that because, like, it's very Palpatine thing. Order sixty six. Yes, it's like that is that's a, the sixty sixth order. Nice this reference. is the yeah. Final Order. This is but the how last many have there been order in between? he gives. <laughs> I don't know, but hundreds. Who knows? The, his fleet didn't have to be like infinitely large. Like yeah, it just had I to know. be quite big you know it was very much like disney going for this is the end so it has to be big and i get it because eventually they might regret that in 20 years (laughs) they might do but yeah but like it is like okay here is all the evil people and then it's like oh the scrappy resistance and they're not going to make it but like i think that's the one of the things that the trailer was like well we saw all those fucking ships like we know that everyone's like it it was so obvious and it wasn't and we can mention that like I wish I didn't know Palpatine wasn't in this film. I wish right. I didn't know there was a huge fleet of good guy ships at the end. Like Exactly. Because it, it, it just sucks any tension you have out of it. Um, like, not that not that you think anything subversive is going to really happen. Um, I think, like, that's one of the shocking things about Last Jedi is they fucking just killed Snoke. And I was not prepared for that at all because yeah, you yeah. don't expect it. Um, I mean, I was very shocked when Kylo Ren died with the lightsaber. I was like, oh no, is that Kylo? Yes. Is he gone? What the? But, oh my God, but, I mean, this is early in the film. Who, yeah, what? I agree. But then, like, you realize, oh, right, that's why they laid the groundwork with the yeah. healing the worm earlier. Yeah. Um, also, I just want to bring up, because we might talk about this again, but mandalorian and fallen order mm. things that we have been watching and playing and stuff before rise of skywalker and i said them both, both of them like what if they have a link between the two and yes. you're like no they're not ballet they're not gonna do no. it <laughs> well i mean look they didn't fucking say oh yeah so my friend cal Kestis, like that's <laughs> you know that wasn't a thing um 
but like there's there's subtle things in both not subtle necessarily in mandalorian because it's very overt um spoilers for the latest episode of mandalorian which is the seventh episode um if you haven't seen that we're just spoiling everything star wars on this show essentially um <laughs> we've seen episode 10 already and we're going to talk about that later exactly yes in the future uh so so that it was really cool because you have the moment early on in like episode two where baby yoda clearly is trying to heal him and then like he keeps putting him back in his his cot doesn't let him heal him properly so they do foreshadow that and then in this episode he actually does heal so he does like give away some of his life force or whatever however it's explained by ray um to heal uh grief karga i think is the character's name and that's great because it for me going into this movie i was like oh they already explained this in another star wars thing so i'm not i'm not taken out of it being like oh now the force has this random power and we were having a bit of a conversation before we started recording about how like i'm reading a lot of fantasy stuff and the differences between hard magic systems and soft magic systems and the idea that like some worlds some magic systems have these hard and fast rules where everything makes sense and it's logical and like it has to operate underneath some rule set otherwise it it kind of can go into chaos and you know the example of lord of the rings is the one ring is kind of a hard magic system because you put it on it turns you invisible uh, you can be seen by sauron etc like it has rules to it whereas gandalf doesn't really have rules gandalf can like shoot a fireball out of his staff or he can start flying or whatever whatever the plot needs gandalf to do it can do and so that's kind of the difference between hard magic systems and soft magic systems and star wars has always really really been about soft magic systems right about the force like you can kind of do whatever like they can make up a thing and it's like okay now you luke can astral project himself across the universe um and palpatine can do lightning out of his fingers right like there's they can just kind of do what they want with it which is why i was very much fine with the healing even though they do set it up in in mandalorian and i mean once leia's flown through the universe and you've had a force projection across the universe i think yeah. healing is kind of small scale sure <laughs> yeah no that makes sense i i definitely feel that way um but yeah but that also leads into some of the best cinematography and choreography in this film is the skype sessions between kylo and ray turning into like fight sessions as well yeah um, yeah that that entire scene where she's on the ship and he's on kajimi the planet that is definitely named after fucking hideo kojima and when they <laughs> land it's like in the snow and there are strobe lights and it's 100 percent metal gear fucking solid and jj abrams is friends with kojima palpatine makes it clear that like the link between kylo and ray is unique so like i don't think you're gonna see this whole fighting through the force thing happen willy-nilly again like it's gonna it has to be a specific force bond or some word he used like it's quite a unique yeah. thing is my point sure it is but like it's a it's a weird power they both have and they establish like the setup for the final moment where the lightsaber gets handed off is great because like you have that moment where he grabs the necklace and you could yeah you set up so the moment good. of oh th- th- there's some weird physicality here yeah that, they destroy that... the vader mask and that's how the helmet and they, that's how he realizes she's on in his chambers like right because it's not super made clear that they can't actually see exactly where the other person is it, it appears as if the other person is yeah, in it's their like they location can see what they make contact with almost um right or what each other are wearing um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. or not wearing in the case of last jedi oh yeah <laughs> god <laughs> oh that's probably one of my favorite scenes of that film is like, oh, like with his trousers up to his nipple yeah no Ray's like can you put something on like i don't want it. hello uh um yeah that's, that's a good scene uh yeah so so that stuff is very strong like i really like the 
the the duels they have and they have like three in this film two is it two i think it's probably um, that one and then the one on the ship um on the death star i guess yes, um, yes and then like man i do love that final sequence as much as it just like god the knights of ren are such a fucking joke what a joke what, happened? Of an in- what was <laughs> like <laughs> what the weirdest bit like what the hell Force Awakens has that like scene of Rey in the rain and the Knights of Ren, like that went amounted to nothing. They are so um, daunting in that, aren't they? My God. And this is what I'm talking about, about like having no direction with this series is imagine if that Knights of Ren flash forward had paid off. Like emo- for me, like I always talk about my vision for the end of Last Jedi or episode eight as we knew it back then was, okay, so she's on Luke's planet and they're training, blah, blah, blah. There's something happens by the end and they have to face off against the Knights of Ren. This was me still thinking the Knights of Ren were like the students that Kylo had taken with him who are also force users who mm. also have like lightsabers. And they're know? quite clearly not are they're quite they? cre- clearly just like thugs who stand on an outcropping looking mean <laughs> with axes and then end up doing nothing on that desert planet like what the fuck um that was just it's such a crushing disappointment they, they could have they could have just been like some elite stormtroopers that were sent out like and, yeah like, pretty much like the knights of ren just didn't have to exist they would like the, the entire franchise would have lost nothing for the knights of ren not even existing yeah um yeah kind of a phasma situation as well like yeah, I, yeah. like so under so clearly merchandise focused ideas that had no basis in really being yeah. important because when they were um, introducing that first vision in seven that was like yes Whoa, who are i they? know and then they weren't they were barely mentioned in eight and it's like what's going on and yeah. then they come back like it's oh, it's such a jj must waste. have really had a thing for the night <laughs> well this is the thing right like people talk about jj abrams his mystery box man who doesn't know how to open the box like he's like oh what's Close in this the box, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no open the box what's inside the box like, oh, he right. dangles this box he's like oh what's inside this box and you open it it's like a ripe banana or something it's like <laughs> you just he doesn't know what to put in there is the fucking problem um and so, like, yeah, the Palpatine thing is, oh, well, she's a Palpatine. That was the mystery box. You happy? Cool. Um, yeah, I just, I, so, so the end, my vision for the end of episode eight was like, okay, so what if, like, at the end, it's like Luke and Ray versus the Knights of Ren, and Luke has to sacrifice himself, and he gets cut down, and she has to escape from them, blah, blah, blah. And I thought that would be, like, a nice way to do that. And then the Knights of Ren come back in, in the next film, and Ray takes them on on her own, and then she faces Kylo Ren, blah, blah, blah. Like, as, as in terms of, like, fights and pacing that yeah, would have yeah. worked for me but i mean honestly th- i think that fight where they're both fighting together against snoke's guard has actually aged really well in like yes. the context of what happens in this film and like, totally because it is a mirroring of what happens exactly here. and so they mirror twice in particular with kyle they mirror obviously the conversation with his father and then they mirror that fight again when they're both fighting together at the end it's like yep he wasn't ready to listen to his father and then at the and and then later he wasn't ready to be on Ray's side, but then he was. And it's like the, both sure. these things click into place like Definitely. Nicely. Yes. Um and you know, he, he also mirrors Luke in The Last Jedi tossing a lightsaber in, over his shoulder into the sea. Um, <laughs> yes. except he very much explicitly just fucking throws it away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is yeah. cool. I I and there is yeah we could have just an entire list of parallels one of my favorites is the end where ray is just sledding down into the into the tatooine yeah. house so we talk Luke. about the end then what did you think about cloud city and the ewoks and oh right yeah like i i knew that i needed were a prequel planet i needed one i just what well, coruscant naboo well, like, just here's something the, come here's on the fucking thing bali like kylo ren and ray theoretically their heritage is both on naboo like fucking palpatine from naboo and amadala's from naboo exactly, they're both from exactly. naboo 
like Naboo is like the place. It's like the genesis of this entire thing. Yeah. You know? Like, why not show Naboo? Like, the not? city of Theed is just a really beautiful part of the prequels, in it my is. view. Like, yeah, it looks exactly. stunning. And, they could... and if you want some nice locations to pan over, why not do yeah, that? Go back um, to Italy, film that place again, and it would look great. Just do something. It would do. Know. So, yeah, I, I, Cloud City and Ewoks was nice and fine. Ticks that box. It was cool, but I just wanted a bit more. Was, I don't know. Yeah, well, they were just trying to, you know, give people a little bit of a thing at the end and, you know um they they don't want to stretch themselves out with the prequels and i i understand why but i also think it's stupid um and they should just fucking own up to it and be like yeah you either embrace them or you cut them off entirely and they're somewhere in the middle at the moment and that's a bit weird and they're in this weird like yeah, very exactly. slightly dipping the toe into the pond yeah, uh, situation yeah, yeah um which fine that's whatever uh yeah uh what other things uh can we talk about i guess how do you feel about lando being in this film i liked him i think his his acting was good he wasn't he was kind of a MacGuffin man as well he's useful in that like he allows the plot to kind of do more things where he him and chewie can fly the falcon and kind of get yes he's more like a plot device in that sense than actually adding to the big theme of the film yeah i I did like like the conversation of him like being like well me and luke went out on this journey to try and find these things as well which is is it's nice world building uh, yeah some degree yeah yeah Um, there's some very deliberate nods and winks and and supposedly uh the lady later actually is his daughter and um what yes i've i've looked that up and supposedly that's gonna be yeah i know well not not everything has to be connected, yeah. Disney, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. Why? Totally. Um, uh. And it was a shame because as good as I thought that character was, it, she had no like build-up. It was just like, oh, here's a new character. Oh, here's a new character. Yeah. Thrown in there. Um, I, do, I do feel that with the new characters, they were a little underdeveloped. I think Zori yeah. Bliss was actually probably better than um, whoever, what's her face, who was with Finn most of the uh, Rose? second half of the movie. No, not Rose, the the new character who's with Finn. Right, yeah, I don't know her name. He was but riding was, on the horses good. and stuff. Yeah, I loved, um, I loved the horseback stuff. Yeah, it was, it was it pretty was, cool. It's like we are doing fantasy right now, and we are riding across this kind death of. Star. Yeah, does it yeah. matter that we're breathing in space? No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah. Now that I think about that, well, Star Wars has always kind of been very loosey goosey. Yeah, but the, stuff. earlier in the film, and this is the scene that you had forgotten when um, we we're talking on WhatsApp, was like to when finn and poe are getting ray out of that hangar and they reverse the millennium falcon into the hangar it's using like it's um jet high, propulsion jet yeah. propulsion hyperspeed blue bar thing to like force the stormtroopers back and like finn opens up the latch on the bottom of like the the ramp to let her in and he's wearing like an oxygen mask as he's <laughs> doing that and then later in the film they're just riding across <laughs> space so it's yeah. like you're right also rules. like leia was like dead in the middle of space so you know yeah uh, but that's the force I'll, I'll give her that one that's that doesn't that's different Finn's not no but like the idea is like if you're in space you can't breathe right like that was the theory behind why she's floating in space because she can't but if breathe. you if if you are going along the lines of like the force can heal the force can protect the force can do all these things like the force can be acting in all sorts of ways inside it that would stop her like freezing in space. Sure, soft magic it can be what yeah, it wants. You yeah, know? yeah, no, makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that I did really like the moment with the snake, not only because it foreshadows Ray's healing Kylo, but. I
but it also shows Ray as a character, right? Like it, it's very much she is she's not necessarily about conflict. She is she is about taking a different path um, and and trying to come at it from a different angle. And I, I I did really like that moment of her like slowly approaching and, and healing. And it's it's a it's a very well worn trope, but I think it was well done and and was as was a good part. That yeah, I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, did you like her double bladed? lightsaber part yeah what the fuck man what a tease of nothing like it was that's a hundred percent like a, a a luke in the forest parallel um facing yourself you know what you could become kind of vision of yeah. the future I mean, and like we were talking about this on whatsapp as well and like at the point when ben is ben and he's good and he's gonna come and save the day at that point I would have liked, and I know they weren't going to do this, but I would have liked to have seen Ray take like a darker twist before coming back at the end. And there wasn't enough time in the film to do it. There wasn't enough this, that, and the other. But yeah, this entire film was rushed as it was. Yeah, so, and like, you know. but all these hints about Ray going a bit bad, and even Luke in, M- in uh, Return of the Jedi, like he is using a lot of anger when he's hacking at Vader, and you and and the Emperor saying, "Good, good," like you are, yeah, you yeah, are yeah, using sure. your anger. Like we never had that ray use of anger unless i'm missing something but like i mean she does it earlier in the film like that's why the lightning comes out of her fingers because she's just fucking going for it that's true but but then it never goes from it never goes from there in like the final fight or so i don't know i just well, the, the that... thing is that i just don't think she is that type of character i feel like she actually is has more strength in her convictions than even luke did in terms of her her feelings about the force and the jedi and the sith like and i think that is very much cemented in stone when she refuses to take his hand in last jedi right yeah. like it is and and but that's before she finds out that like, Pal- palpatine's a grandfather he killed her parents like i, I right. would like to see more anger from her about those things well um, i don't that think that that's of... necessarily anger that's that it's more fear really and that's the thing that she talks to luke about is like i'm afraid of myself right that's that's the the thing that yeah. could have led her down and so she just she does what luke does she's like i'm gonna run away here and i'm never coming back um peace out motherfuckers uh so yeah that's that's the weird thing i it's interesting because you get to that palpatine scene and you're like okay well she's gonna have to kill him and it's gonna be whatever and then he's like no i want you to be the empress strike me down like very much mirroring what he does in the throne yeah. room with luke yeah. being like kill me or you know kill your father and, and ascend uh and also, he talks about, like, some soul transference or, like, my energy will go into you and you'll become evil or something, which, again, mm. a, a, a whole lot of just nonsense which can be explained away yeah. by whatever. But, I mean, Star Wars almost sets up this in line with the Force. Like, the more Force you have, the more you can almost do with it. And, you're like, if you perceive the Emperor as, like, the most powerful... Well, Sith how many in... Metachlorians does he have, Bal? Well, well, but, honestly, like, he will have a very high number. And, like, yeah. it, it is implied... <laughs> canon speaking as well as just my own feelings on this uh-huh, that like yeah. the more you have of those the more you can do with it and like yeah so uh, i as crazy as like his force lightning into the sky was and all this stuff i did kind of think like this is cool like this is fine it's zany but like i mean you know we're, it at, at this point i think we were past that you know we were kind of through the looking glass it was for me ultimately this could have been so much better but I still really liked it, you know? And I think that that's, that's my main takeaway. I think is... had the characters been flat, we'd be in a really frustrated place right now. Oh, because for I think sure. that yes. the, pre- the thing that saves the prequels, in my view, 
because I, I it's hard to go back and say that the characters like really strong in the, and they are stronger than I, I would think most people would argue I'd argue that they're mo- they're stronger like I do think Qui-Gon and his relationship with Obi-Wan is great and I'd like Obi-Wan and Anakin like I think that stuff works well but the plot in the prequels is really cool it's very complicated I'm not trying to say it's not but like it works there's deception there's you know separatists versus the republic and then the turn like i love yeah, the all clones that all that stuff it's, it's yeah, a really I, I really like it well in my view it's a really well thought through plot and a really cool way of getting from point a to b is what lucas wanted to do and when you're talking about the point a to b plot of seven through nine it is a bit of a hot mess in many ways and uh this film is true to yeah that. it feels it feels just a bit too generic right yeah. like the, the plot of this film is like there's a MacGuffin, and we've got to find it to get to palpatine who some reason is alive and then we kill him and everyone dies and it's the end yeah and oh he's your grandfather and oh this is important and like had it not been kylo's relationship with his parents and his turn or or ray's like need longing to like sent longing for family and then being welcomed into the skywalker family and you know poe dameron just being amazing and finn doing his thing like i think this trilogy would have been so unbelievably flat that right because it feels very generic like this film of all of the star wars films feels the most generic hollywood a plot like that there's nothing unique about the a plot of this film which is the real bummer about it i think um but there's enough wrapping around it that kind of makes it work um yeah totally totally so so yeah uh what else anything else that we want to touch on um general hux was the spy oh right yeah that uh, was the new, uh, the new um how, how do you feel about hux's being turned from like kind of kind of a twat but almost somewhat intimidating in force awakens yeah, to yeah. just a fucking wet blanket in the last jedi to now just like a joke in this film where he just just gets shot he just he's dead and like yeah. it's just dealt with and just thrown away yeah yeah um, i mean it kind of reflects like the wider the, like the first order it's, at points they look like totally Im- imitating the emperor empire and you know very intimidating and at other points they look really disorganized and small and wannabes and in the same way that i think actually kylo ren echoes that in episode seven he's a lot like hux in points where at points he's so intimidating at the start of the film with his helmet on you're like man this yes. guy is powerful he is sick man that he first is... scene where he freezes the fucking blast yeah. mid-air is incredible like you really get that sense later from he's just like whining about everything and like yeah hux is a bit similar in aspects although much more whining and less intimidating but they're still intimidating moments like that speech in seven i think is good and like it works before they destroy the new republic and um so generally between kylo ren hux the first order at points they are really serious and at other points they are just a bit of a joke and definitely kylo ren is much more serious in this film and then hux is just a joke for the entire film i think it worked fine and it works fine because there's that more senior guys linked to the emperor who's the famous evil actor i can't remember his name yeah he, he um, was he was good i think he's, he's a great. much more traditional star wars yeah, evil like Tarkin, general bad almost, guy like same yes, yeah. he's got like same shape of head and everything like yeah, i liked him a lot more face. than there was a guy in last jedi who had that role who i didn't think was that great right um, right yeah this no, guy was much better i think I it worked and i like the fact that he was linked to the emperor and more loyal to him and right so he had served the emperor during uh the empire days yeah, essentially yeah yeah um, um was the emperor's 
were all his troops now those like red troopers um the ones that ray fought in that area yeah i guess so yeah the emperor guards um no not the who... emperor guard so i mean like his stormtroopers oh the sith the, the troopers. Red, yeah yes i don't know they weren't really explained they just kind of dropped it in and were attacking. and like so were um, all these ships just waiting there for like how 20 years or whatever 30 years like you know like yeah i don't understand i mean you don't need to really explain it i guess it's like they don't explain why the emperor is alive they just don't bother because oh also snoke was just a clone apparently because there was that bat like they they they, the first kind of start of the film when kylo's going and he finds the thingy and then it takes him to the emperor and you enter that space and it does this panning shot across this entire kind of lair almost and it looks like a laboratory where experimentation and clearly cloning is going on so the question of like is this a clone emperor is this an emperor who somehow survived even though the death star fucking blew up in space like i get it you know he probably maybe could have survived it because he's the emperor but it was weird um and they just yeah, don't yeah. They, and not that they needed to explain it necessarily they didn't really have time to um but yeah, it it does. And I I don't think Snoke being a clone is awful, and I think it falls. Well, it does imply because the Emperor talks to him in Snoke's voice when he's entering that space, so it implies the Emperor was Snoke the whole time, almost, right? Sorry, say that again. So when Kylo enters at the start of the film, he enters the lair, and he's hearing voices uh, talk to him, and it is the Emperor. But the Emperor then uses Snoke's voice, oh, and right, you're like, right. oh, was Snoke just? an emperor a puppet the whole time a puppet the whole time i like the idea that the emperor is the puppet master of all things and kylo is 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 at the end of that through another person like i think that i think that works okay um it's it's not awful i mean there there were literally like two snokes in a jar like two next to each other that were clearly clones well people have said like between films snoke's scars apparently changed or something like there's an implication that there's like multiple snokes different parts in order to like there's like kylo ren living in the truman show or something sure yeah yeah feasibly yeah so i think the fantasy stuff around the emperor coming back and it was suitably mysterious where had they not gone for the mystery it might have been a bit too jarring to be like oh right okay yeah (laughs) that's how you did it um and i think that honestly the language in and around the plagueis canon and all that chat it isn't fixed what plagueis canon can't do it is kind of murky and weird and you just have to uh, assume from my perspective i just assume that a combination of the force a combination of science a combination of these things like the emperor could have could have done it and he did it well yeah i mean like they do that in this film like the plagueis the entire idea that he can stop people from dying literally happens because ray is dead and kylo gives up his life to save her he she is literally fucking dead and then he just transfers his energy and she's alive again so Kylo Ren literally does the Plagueis thing. He has that ability. But but and the Plagueis thing do. isn't bringing back from the dead some necessarily. It's like stopping them from dying, but then, yeah. What, like immortality? Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, really, yeah, isn't it? Or, yeah. Unless this is like a light side version of it. They never really explain what the Plagueis thing is anyway, so who really knows? My impression is that like it is a very much a light side thing 
to do in this film and that's why it's so important that Kylo Ren is Ben Solo at that point in time and he yeah. sure because then he gives himself sacrifices himself yeah and the the Plagueis stuff referenced in three like is a lot more kind of he can protect your loved ones from dying and this kind of thing like it's it's not exactly he'll heal them back from the dead um I don't know who knows like I like I would I would argue that Plagueis had some sort of protection on the emperor uh, and palpatine like he made him do it or something and then like when obviously Pla- palpatine killed plagueis like emperor now had like this invincibility that he knew that when he would die or the and, knowledge or whatever right that he could or knowledge or whatever and then in six when he dies he knew he would come back through like the power of the sith or whatever sure. you know it's mcguffins <laughs> mcguffins um yeah, and, and and you know you can enjoy the film without necessarily needing any of that explained. It, it is like the most wild Star Wars has ever been, and like these conversations. Yeah, it's, it's the most about... flagrantly just like, well, who cares? Let's just do. It this makes thing the this, not... it makes the arguments about oh well, how could Anakin have had the higher ground look a bit silly now that we're now yeah, talking exactly. about the recreation now that Palpatine you know? just shoots lightning into the sky and it just knocks yeah, every yeah. ship out from. JJ Abrams' real plan was just to revive the the prequels in this way by really? doing stuff yes. even crazier that would oh, make so fans crazy. fight more about this stuff and then just they all of a sudden be like wall. the prequels are great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Any other mirror rings or parallels that you thought were neat um, mm. that we haven't brought up yet? Um, I mentioned the Ray one. That's a good one. Um, obviously, the the lightsaber stuff, I think, is interesting because you have... She hands off Luke's lightsaber to Kylo, I think, and then she uses Leia's lightsaber. Um, uh, yeah, there's there's more I'll pick up on. I think it's cool that Kylo finally uses the Skywalker lightsaber. That is cool. Right. He uses his grandfather's lightsaber, essentially. His grandfather's, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And his uncle's, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Sidious did have a lightsaber because he fucking kills a bunch of people. Would you have liked to have seen him got it out? Sorry, say again? Would you have liked to have seen Sidious use his lightsaber? No, not really. I mean, he's like a, he's a decrepit old man being hung up by a, like, machine, so he can't really... <laughs> do anything can he um no what i did appreciate here's a nod i appreciated let's fucking have some episode three paralleling uh she kills him with the mace windu maneuver uh just reflecting his shit back at him right 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 he finally died like that's the thing that like ruins it's almost almost mace windu kills sidious like it is very close (laughs) to happening and she finishes the job yeah um, by reflecting the goddamn lightning back at him um where do you think the series goes from here who the fuck knows uh like frankly i don't think that they are going to touch the skywalker stuff for a while uh i think that is if they do go back to it it will so be in like now when we say touching the skywalker stuff it's probably going to be in relation to those lightsabers on tatooine is that what you're suggesting or just full stop yeah. talking about skywalkers at all or, or like this main thread of the story, right? There's nowhere to go after this, right? Theoretically, the emperor is dead, though. Who fucking knows? Maybe he has seventeen different clones of him on Camino. Who knows? Um, theoretically, this story arc is concluded. We're done. It's open and shut. And now we can just go into different parts of the universe and do different things. Um, and I wonder, like, to what degree does Mandalorian play into things with Baby Yoda? I think Baby um, Yoda's 100% like, going to play a big role in... Um, in a film somewhere down the line? In a film, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't know how they're, if they're going to be like... 
we're re-establishing the Jedi Order, or they're not even gonna use the phrase Jedi Order, just gonna say we're gonna tr- we're gonna train some Jedi or something, or yeah, um, because we're like remember like Yoda and Luke said like Jedi Order is now gone, like it's over, the, it's over in Last Jedi, and I don't think that that is still canon as much as people dislike that film, and to say we're gonna start the Jedi Order again like in such a clear way i think there has to be new rules like like these this more these more gray jedi these more loving jedi i think they're going to play on these themes a lot more and whether they call that an order or just training some people or sure you know the moral moral ambiguity almost and i like fallen order does a really good job with that like i think it probably does the best job that any star wars thing has done in terms of blurring the lines right like because it's very explicit about a lot of those moments um which i really like i think it's one of the best parts of, of that game um so and then obviously like we have the baby Yoda doesn't know what the fuck it's doing so it's force choking people so <laughs> that's another just protecting the Mandalorian like he it thought is, yes, that yes, yes. she was going to hurt him but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, they he needs to protect wrestling. his daddy he needs to protect his dad um, very dad. good boy very very nice young boy um, yeah I, I guess is that it I don't know I don't know what else to say um, ultimately I I think there's such good stuff in this film uh as a film i enjoyed myself watching it more than i did last jedi first time round. it was just very fan pleasy um and yeah it was kind of vapid in some senses but i think like a lot of that is really held up by great performances by really good characters yeah um, yeah so totally i th- i i liked really simple thing i loved how much this film was based on planets and not in space like the whole of the last jedi bar um oh, crate right. and yeah. the gambling place is totally in space and that i always associate being in space a lot more with the original trilogy and i love that the prequels are just so planet focused i love whatever wherever they go next to be very planet focused and yeah less like new the... hope is very much like you're you're starting tatooine but then you're either on a ship or yeah. you're in yeah. x-wings for a lot of it yeah um, and like episode one you're coruscant tatooine and naboo like almost the entire time and like i do yes. love that about the prequels there's a real emphasis on world building on planets and we got that yeah. in this trilogy don't get me wrong but i would like to have seen more of it and i want to i want to see more of it wherever they go next uh, yeah. and more of that stuff that plays on the themes in the Round Fallen Order constructing lightsabers like the history of the Jedi the history of the Sith how that's going to reinvent itself in the next phase and um, just to be a bit clear about how what they what they want to do with the Force because they have still left it in quite an open way an open um, they can do what they want with it from here and yes yeah maybe they're just going to keep playing on that openness but I would like a little bit more the more rules in a sense that it'd be it'd be nicer um, perhaps yeah uh, d- I don't did we bring up Force Echo because uh, I know we've talked about it but I don't know if we don't think it you on have on the, on the podcast yet no. yeah so like this is not really a spoiler for Fallen Order, but like Cal Kestis in Jedi Fallen Order has this ability called Force Echoes where he can pick up an object and like see into its past and things like that. Uh, and it seems like Rey has the same ability because she picks up the dagger and she's able to see into her own past. And that's kind of where we lead to her reveal about where her lineage is. So I just wanted to mention like the fact that we have played that game and also watched Mandalorian has actually built in very nicely to watching Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was cool. Can you clarify, like, what were her dad's motives? And was he good or bad? Or what was he trying to do? So he dropped her off on that planet to, like, protect yes. her because his father was after him. Yeah. 
Is it implied that he's Palpatine's son or she is Palpatine's daughter? Because I don't know who is the actual child of Palpatine. Oh, good question. I don't actually know. I yeah. Um yeah, I was just wondering like it's and and who was that other Jedi Jedi Ochil? Ochil? Is he a Jedi? Am I Och- yeah. No, I think he is just probably a someone who worked for Palpatine, right, I imagine. Right. Uh, okay. who was trying to I don't know. Trying to find Ray. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just I need to see the film again for that stuff to be cleared. Yeah, up I need yeah and, I need that um, to be cleared up in my mind as well because I can't think about yeah, what was going yeah. on with it. It's, um, it's like when I saw Force Awakens like three or four times and I, it was that 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 flashback and I watched it like so intently like yes. the second, third, fourth time. Just like yeah, what is going on? Okay, right, okay, right. Ultimately, okay, yeah, none then, of that matters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's a bummer. Um, shout out to the fucking acrobatics ray's acrobatics <laughs> i loved in this film like obviously we knew we we're gonna get that moment where she flips over the fucking tie fighter but uh boy she does a lot of flipping it was an interesting strategy it. from kylo ren like i'm just gonna fly my tie fighter at her as fast as possible yeah no yeah, yeah, but yeah. like we knew it knew at that stage like he didn't want to kill her he wanted to convince get her on side to kill the emperor and they were gonna rule together or whatever so like if yeah. your strategy is to go in and not kill her why would you fly at her as fast as you possibly I don't yeah know. well Small it made point. a good moment it was it very, did make very a very good, good moment yeah uh, and the way the fact that he like survives that crash quite easily was like okay right fine. well you know chewie survived getting blown up in the <laughs> ship, apparently so uh moment we haven't mentioned i love the raising of the x-wing out of the water oh um, yeah yeah sure luke i mean luke just catching the lightsaber as it goes into yeah, the fire is yeah. is also another parallel of like Ah, I threw it over my shoulder last time, but now I must stop you from throwing. A lot of throwing lightsabers away in this film. Yeah, a whole lot of lightsaber juggling across the three films, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, And I like Luke's hair extensions. (laughs) Yeah, it was even longer. It went longer. It went longer. He did the um, Obi Wan. And we still don't know how Maz Kanata got that Skywalker lightsaber. We still, okay, this is the thing we were arguing about, but like, how does she have the fucking lightsaber that literally broke in half in Last Jedi when her and Kylo were fighting over it? I'm just saying, others have commented that you see it close up with a band across the middle. I'm not saying I know how she fixes it or what happened. Or how she even got the two parts again? I have no idea. It doesn't make any fucking logical sense. It's. There's a stupid thing to get hung up on, but it really yeah, did bother me. Yeah. It's like, especially like, especially when that's the case, like, why not have that yellow lightsaber be her thing? But of course you can't, because then it wouldn't do the parallel with the blue lightsabers at the end, and so it would, wouldn't be thematically appropriate, blah, blah, blah. I get it. Like, filmmaking, important. Understood. But, still annoying. Still frustrating. <laughs> still something that could have been done better, but, you know. Um... So the theme that the Last Jedi ends on, with the boy picking up the, the broom, the broom, and it turns it into it makes it look like a lightsaber. Yes, is that like the next stage? Like they're gonna have? Is that Ryan Johnson's trilogy? Is is what you're asking? Are they gonna be? So obviously the Jedi Order it was about like um the what the MacGuffins called it tell you, but where all the younglings are who with their holocrons, holocrons like. They're not going to go back to holocrons, but are there going to be like four sensitive children across the galaxy and there's going to be some way of bringing them together? Like, is that the what's played on, do you think, will be next? I honestly don't know. I don't know if there's a way to tell a story about the Jedi and the Sith that is different or interesting. Um, because it, like, it's been done now a lot and there's definitely, definitely room for 
you know experimentation and different things happening i but... think they can play more on what the world looked like before episode one and what i mean by sure. that is that there were like armies of sith armies of jedi i think they, they can... i mean you have thousands and thousands of years of history that you can play with in that era which is why i do hope that they actually do a bit of focusing on that but stuff i think because... going forwards you could have much larger numbers of bad force users not like inquisitors necessarily but like you know armies like you sure. could you can and it can go down the fantasy route a lot more in, in the same way like right it doesn't have to be as binary did. as jedi and sith are the only people who use right. the force right right yeah no like, because you do have rogue one the force monk dude who uses force the monk force dude. in that way yeah um yeah it's interesting to me because i th- and the witch is on dathomir sure yeah and I, so i think of it in the same way as i think of uh, the wheel of time so i'm reading the wheel of time which is a giant fancy epic and uh the main magic users in that world are called aesodai aesodai and they are like very much seen as the only people who can do the magic but as the series expands you realize like oh there are all these other people who can also do the magic but they're not under this umbrella of the Sedai. they are these different people who live in different parts of the world who use magic in a different way but it's still from the same source um and so i i think that that's a way you can expand it is like it's force has always been associated with jedi and sith you can expand it to be a bit broader in terms of the approach to it you know yeah Um, definitely and they've played on themes that it would make a lot of sense if they go that direction if they choose to so yeah yeah i'm pretty happy overall i liked it cool yeah no i agree i i had a great time i want to watch it again and i will be i'll watch it again soon and then uh and then it can just be on hard rotation as uh, as for the rest of my life as I just watch Star Wars again and again. Um, feel like that I probably should have done the thing where I watched all of them before, but you know what? Maybe I'll just watch them now. You know, now that it's yeah, all done. Yeah, I mean, watch them, like, you can watch them anytime. And like, I think that it was nice to watch them beforehand. Like, definitely a couple of films out of the previous 10 have shuffled in my mind up and down like where i rank them kind of thing and so do you have in your mind a ranking for this film right now a ranking for this film (sighs) in terms of the trilogy in terms of the entire saga i think the ben solo stuff will grow on me a lot and this film could end up quite high um it'll probably be probably be in and around last jedi for me honestly like either one up or one down and last jedi i think is my third favorite but um i yeah i i like this film a lot and um it plays a lot on the lore and force and things that i like and my biggest gripe is the one i said at the start like i just the linear non-linear thing and they kind of fudged it with the palpatine thing was i wish they would have gone wholeheartedly into one or the other um but it is what it is and you still get that sense that ray is an adoptive adoptive skywalker and i think that's the most important theme that abrams is trying to get to with this film and that worked for me so it it it, it just about works even if it's a bit, a bit fudged um and yeah. that feeling might change the more i see the film it is nowhere near as coherent as the force awakens for me the force awakens is almost a perfect star wars film like it is just it is so excellently paced it also doesn't have to be coherent because it's just introducing you to characters sure it's quite a, a basic rep- uh, replicated plot like it's not trying to I d- please don't take that line of thinking I really don't <laughs> like all these people who say it's New Hope again because it really isn't it so is not like the characters alone make it so starkly different from that film um, oh yeah I'm not talking about characters like, I'm talking about plot 
Right, but plot to me, plot's not the thing with Star Wars. Plot has never been the thing with well, Star Wars. Well, that's a different Wars. conversation, but if you're talking about plot of Force Awakens, to say it's it's completely different to episode four, I think, is rich. <laughs> it's not it, look, it's not it's not completely different. There are beats, right? Like and I get it, like there are similar beats, obviously. But the way the entire story is delivered, the way it works and the the moments that you have with it are completely different. And and I think it is such a Star Wars film, such a well-made thing, just brilliant on every front. And I I adore The Force Awakens. It is by far the best movie in this trilogy for me. Yeah. And ultimately, Last Jedi stumbles in its filmmaking. This stumbles in the fact that it has to follow up Last Jedi while kowtowing to the fans. This film is a mess yeah, because, yeah. because it has to pick up the pieces of Last Jedi and not take them in a strong direction that Ryan Johnson would have gone in. Ryan Johnson, had he made this film, would have gone in a completely different direction, I have no doubt, and it would have worked as a sequel to The Last Jedi. This yeah. is a sequel to The Last Jedi in name alone, because because they are so, so fucking obvious that Disney are scared because people hated The Last Jedi, and so they retcon everything and they try and sh- shove it into this thing that tries to work. And there are many things that do, but there are many things that do not. Um, yeah. And like, don't take my views on Force Awakens the wrong way because I do, I like my favorite Star Wars films always are the ones with the most resolution. Like I, I don't favor the films that introduce things. Obviously, episode one has like a nostalgic place in our hearts, but yes, no, totally. I don't, I don't favor episode four at all. Like, yes, and, I, yeah, and, I know what you mean because it's the setup. It's like the yeah, Fellowship of the I, Ring I'm, argument. Yeah, it's I'm like, just, I love the Return of the King, not Fellowship of the Ring. My personal taste doesn't warm towards setup films as much as I do like the Force Awakens, and I like, yeah, you know, I, get I like that. it. Star Wars, but like when it comes to Star Wars films and ranking, I just aside so much more with the resolution like three is still my favorite six is definitely just after that and then it's a bit murky between like last jedi maybe this maybe rogue one maybe like force awakens it's kind of yeah a bit all over the place i feel like for me i didn't feel a lot of things in this film you know there were moments where i was like getting that star wars you know emotion wash over me but my remembrance of the force awakens and walking out that film I never had thought I would get a film like that again that made me feel like that. And that is why it endures for me. That's why I feel like it's so important. Um, because, like, walking out of Last Jedi, I was cut- both of us were kind of confused. Like, I remember <laughs> us sitting down and talking about it. And I think I came out of Last Jedi more positive than you were. You were very iffy about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then it grew on you a lot. Um, and then it grew less on me. So we kind of went in opposite directions, I think. Um, whereas this film, like, so so much of the time, I didn't really feel anything. Like, I, not that I felt hollow, but, like, it was kind of washing over me. And then there were moments where I was like, oh, yes. And, like, a lot of the ending really, really hit. And, and I think the Kylo and Ray stuff was just super well done. Um, yeah. I think I do forget how I feel the first time I came out of Last Jedi. You're right. And it's so much more positive in my mind. I'm now three or four viewings of that film, I believe. I can't remember. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, I don't want to jump to any conclusions on this film, having seen it once, because I think after Star Wars is such a perfect example of a film that I just appreciate so much more, three, four, five viewings and so on. And like, I think this film is so fast paced. There's so much going on that watching it again uh, it, I think it will only be better by watching it again, honestly. Now, I could be wrong, but I think uh, yeah. it probably will. Yeah, and I, you know, you don't have the the expectation of what's going to happen, what's going to get revealed, etc. And so you you can go with go into it with a much more relaxed mindset, right? And just 
enjoy it for what it is yeah yeah um cool well i think that probably does it um it's not the end of us talking though in december we've got a lot more of that to come <laughs> for god's sake come. um so yeah uh thanks for listening to our star wars the rise of skywalker spoiler cast um there's more Star. There will be more Star Wars for us to talk about. Oh, that's not. A, that's I, it not a, is a weird place to be right now, where we don't know 100 percent what the next Star Wars film is going to be. And I guarantee you, in January, Lucasfilm and, uh, and Disney will announce something. I'm sure they will because the investors need to know. <laughs> but um, but as like a fan, it is exciting not knowing where they're going to try next. Um, and that's cool. Yeah, it is. It is very cool and. I'm glad that they can kind of just end this story because if I'm honest with you, they didn't need to go back to the Skywalkers, right? Like, I think it was much more a nostalgia play. And I, if I'm really brutally honest, would have preferred it if this had just been a story about Rey and Finn and Poe and not had any tie-in to the original movies and just been its own thing. Yeah, and and like the, the, the idea of The Force Awakens, why should that link to the Skywalkers? Like, it's awakening, you know? Come on, let's move on. Yeah. Like, and I think that you will find with the Ryan Johnson trilogy, with the Obi-Wan show, with all these different things, Star Wars is going in so many different directions and we're going to get so many different stories and like that's one of the things i'm loving about the mandalorian the mandalorian is so good uh and it's just doing star wars in a different way it feels um, very fresh yes for sure definitely um, but obviously still with a character that looks just like boba fett and a baby yoda and like these yes. other these things that echo the past that aren't just rep- not replicating that's too strong of a word but just bringing the past back as in like luke and leia and solo and these films they they have that they have that thing that is star wars to t- tug you along through it but it is also doing something kind of new ish yeah um, yeah and i think between mandalorian between this fallen order like my appreciation from for, of star wars and the way that disney are handling it generally like i'm really positive on like i am loving these stories like the world building is fantastic and i'm i'm not saying they can do no wrong there have been dips and there are parts that are very bad right now but like it is as a coherent thing as a property like it's working just about for now yeah it is and i think that disney like we messaged about this as well as like do you think that they'll uh, do this thing again where they give it to different people and like absolutely <laughs> fucking not no way in hell it was the worst decision they made uh when they were making these films do you think they'll keep up the trilogy mentality i think so because ryan johnson has a trilogy it's not just a film he has a trilogy that okay. he's going to do um star wars has always been about multiple things right it's not just standalone and i think that's ultimately why solo flopped and why rogue one's a good film but i don't like it as much as other people you gotta see that film again but i can't get behind solo i watched that again and oh god i just (laughs) that is a dull darth maul's in it right it's dull until darth maul's in that film and even when he's in it it's like why why (laughs) (laughs) very true very true. Oh man, can we just get like a Darth Maul trilogy, please? Like, hello. That's what everyone I mean, wants. That's kind of what Clone Wars and Rebels has become. No, it's no, no, no. I mean, I mean, like pre-episode one. Like, yeah, Maul, Maul and give me a Maul and Sidia show. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Actually, I read a book back in the day that was called Darth Maul something or other, and it was about Obi Wan like tracking Maul through not tracking Maul, but like finding the threads of 
of the Sith before episode one starts. Yeah, essentially. that stuff like that is mentioned between Yoda and Windu and the council in episode one. It's like, is this the Sith we've been looking for? Like they were looking and yes, that is yeah. a story that needs to be told. Um, right. And it's interesting because like you have perspective from Maul in that book, which is pretty cool. Because, like, the Sith went extinct, and then it was like, there's another Sith. Like, what happened? And, like, how did they go extinct? You know, what was the Jedi Order like then? And there's so much to go to. that um, Totally. It's cool. It's cool. Star Wars is cool, man. I like it. Um, I'm a fan. You know, I always will be. It'll never change. Uh, yeah, there's... I'm at that point as well. And these movies could have completely soured me on it and they haven't like it, it, no. it, it they worked in that sense and yeah totally incredible characters we've talked about our flaws with the plot um but and there's some characters that i'm sure will come back in other things and do other things and uh that's also really exciting definitely uh okay well that'll do it for us uh we'll be back on monday with our game of the year special part two wherein we're gonna have to shout at each other a bunch again to decide what's gonna be on the list which will be good it's a good year for nintendo stuff i think it's gonna be interesting and uh and then we'll have our mandalorian spoiler cast the monday after and then in between on christmas day i'll put out my top 100 games what a christmas present that is what a christmas present um so enjoy that enjoy the holiday season Hopefully you uh, you enjoyed uh, Rise of Skywalker. Maybe you'll go see it again. Who knows? Um, but don't be mad on the internet about Star Wars. There's just not enough time in life to be mad about Star Wars. They're trying to please too many different people. Like it's it's an impossible project. Yeah, it, it's impossible. Like just as I said when we started this podcast, surrender yourself to Star Wars. Just just let it wash over you, and and you'll be happy. Um, and I think that's the best thing. Not to say you shouldn't criticize things, because certainly we did that during this podcast, and it's good to criticize the things you love. But, uh, but I, I honestly think it. there'll be something for everyone in this film. There's so much that, regardless of your views on any of the other Star Wars films, there's going to be something in here that resonates and makes you go, oh, yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and like, exactly, exactly. And I think that's what it's good at. Definitely. Cool. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back very soon. Until then, may the Force be with you always. <laughs>